0: My Wife Needs a Break, Episode 2. Rui here with you. Just want to say thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Um, My Wife Needs a Break. It's our second episode. Um, Our first episode uh, was pretty tight. It was pretty cool. Um, Something different, something new. I was learning how to uh, make these podcasts through the Anchor app. And uh, I'm going to keep on kind of doing that. I think it's been a a good method for me to put the podcast out. So I'm going to keep on using uh this platform um so yeah today we're going to talk about a few things here in the podcast it's gonna be fun we're going to play a little bit of music um it'll all go on the the playlist we have on apple music uh today we're going to talk about uh the super bowl super bowl was uh, a couple of days ago now um but uh, we're going to recap that so we'll talk about everything that you know the game itself the commercials um justin timberlake's halftime performance talk about all that. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA Um, trade deadline is coming up um, here this week. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in in the league. Um, So that's a couple of sports topics. So, you know, if you're not into the sports topics, you know, it might not be your thing, but we're going to cover a little bit of sports. Then we're going to talk a little bit about life, what's going on right now for me. Um, My wife and I are on a diet together. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, the progress that's going on with that. Uh, and then we'll wrap it all up talking about a little bit about comedy and just some some things from last week. Um, I had some open mics I went to and upcoming shows and things I've been watching lately. So we're going to talk about those things as well. And uh, like I said, we'll have some music. Uh, one thing I do want to clear up just because it's it's kind of tough. If you listen through um, Anchor TV, you should be able to hear at least snippets of all the songs that I played throughout the podcast Um, If you use the Anchor app and you have Apple Music or Spotify, you'll hear uh, the full song, I believe. Um, But if you check us out um, via Apple Podcasts, all the music gets taken out when it gets sent to Apple. So um, basically, if you're interested in hearing the music, I'm still going to introduce each song. That'll still be in the podcast. But as you play through the podcast, like if you're listening now on Apple Podcasts, um, you won't get the music, but I'll still give you the explanation of what songs I'm playing. Usually gonna play between four and five songs a, um, a podcast. So if you do wanna check out um, the music, all of it goes onto a podcast, which is um, on Apple Music. Um, and I share the link widely. It's on my site on Rubycomedy.com. It's on all my social media. So if you just want to check out the music afterwards because you didn't get to hear it or you want to hear it more, um, it'll all get added to the podcast. So every every time we do the podcast, whatever songs are featured on the podcast, we'll upload that to the playlist. All right. So anchor dot TV, if you want to listen to the full podcast with the music in there and everything. If you just want to hear the podcast itself or random parts of the podcast, definitely subscribe to the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you want to hear the music, um, download that playlist off of Apple Music. Um, so today's going to be fun. Uh, go over a few different topics and then let y'all continue on with your day. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Uh, we should have some some cool music today, um, a little bit different than last week, but Um, It'll definitely be fun, so appreciate you tuning in to My Wife Needs a Break, episode two, and uh, we'll keep it moving right now. Okay, continuing on here on My Wife Needs a Break, episode two, we're going to get into the music now. First song we're going to put out there, it's by an artist called Bad Bunny. This is a Puerto Rican artist. Um, I was real late to this party, apparently he's been buzzing since like 2016, um, I guess his big first song was called Soy Peor That was like his, his breakout record I guess I first heard this dude Like in December Never had heard of him And dude is like the Puerto Rican Drake Or something Got nothing but bangers Just fire music Like even if you don't speak Spanish Like and you have no idea what he's saying Dude's melodies and flow And all that is just Amazing he's he's real real talented i believe so switching it up i think um the genre they would classify him under is like latin trap or whatever um it's just some dope dope stuff so I'm, i want to share that with y'all put you on to something new if you never heard of him like i had never heard of him up until like a couple months ago um and if you have heard of him then you should probably know this record because it's fire um it's called Chambea. Um, Which basically like I think loosely translates in slang especially in like um, Central and South America to work is basically like work and um, it's catchy if you check out the video He got Ric Flair in the video It's just he's got he's got a lot of a lot of pull right now Just saw on Drake's Instagram a couple weeks ago Drake was linked up with him So you got the Puerto Rican Drake Drake's like a fake Dominican you put him together It's going to be um a hit most likely whenever that record drops so right here check them out if you never heard of them before get on get online and and check them out bad bunny i never thought i'd take a dude serious his name is bad bunny he had like pink hair in one of the pictures i saw but this record is fire so it's first song we're going to play when we come back we're going to talk about the super bowl so you know keep tuning in and if you're on apple Podcast, like I said earlier, you probably gonna go right to the next topic. So that's cool. Uh take some time to get to the playlist and check out the music later. But if you're listening through the whole podcast, music and all, Bad Bunny, Chambea, fire. Check it out. My wife needs a break. She really does. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Super Bowl Sunday, aka the big game. When people don't want the NFL to sue them for using the super bowl because so it's like trademark and copywritten and all that fun stuff super bowl sunday that's a big day um if you're a fat person it's just a big day because you can eat like shit in front of everyone and no one cares you just take nachos to the face just take wings to the face pizza to the face you just do all of that no one no one's gonna say nothing to you because everyone's everyone's there doing the same thing and watching the game so um had a cool time at the super bowl this this year had a couple of friends over uh, the same friends who in our last podcast if you listened all the las vegas stories my same friends they were here hanging out with us so they came to hang for the super bowl um along with my wife who she was just there for to hang out she really don't care she's a pats fan but like can't name too many players but she's she talk her shit though so um she was into it for that reason but Super Bowl, let's get into it. Let's talk about the game. Uh, my prediction was 100% incorrect. I'm going to be upfront about that from the beginning. Um, last podcast, I predicted the Patriots would win 24-14. to 14, And that was before um, I realized that um, I was dyslexic. And what had happened was that Philly was going to not score 14. They were going to score 41. So uh, Philadelphia Eagles, first Super Bowl in franchise history, taking down Tom Terrific in the Patriots. Um, crazy game. Uh, if you don't care about defense, it was a fun game. If you didn't have you know, money on it, it was probably a fun game. Uh, big ups to Nick Foles for, for, for making it happen. Nick Foles, man, like I can't believe that dude, the journey he went on to be the quarterback again and to win a Super Bowl. He's going to get paid. The Cleveland Browns are going to give up their like whole draft to get Nick Foles and then they're going to lose like 80% of their games and they're going to want his head on a platter in Cleveland but he earned it and I hope he gets paid big money um, because he's been through a lot and he he really showed out so um, big ups to Nick Foles. Uh, Tom Brady did everything he could in my opinion to win that game. Uh, Dude threw for 505 yards. He had three TDs. Passed you know, passed pretty well, um twenty-eight or 28 or forty-eight and um gave it all he could. Philly got like one sack and it was the sack that caused that fumble that that cost New England the game ultimately when they were trying to make that late drive. Um but I'm sure everyone thought what I was thinking was I mean you give Tom the ball two minutes to go, you just signed your fate away, you know? The Patriots are gonna win it. But amazing they got it done. Um, Big shout-outs to Chris Long. Chris Long, I got a lot of love for Chris Long. He's a good dude. Donated his whole paycheck this year from Philly to charity. Um, He's a good dude. He used to play for the Rams. He had a, a segment on ESPN where he was homeless for, like, two days. Him and another teammate, they went out and, like, lived on the street with homeless people and met them and got to know them. And then from those people they met through their interactions, they gave them hotel room for like a week, gave them money to try to get them on their feet to give them a chance to to figure their life out again. Um, it was just like a, a real cool thing. So Chris Long, man, shout out to him. And shout out to Lagarrett Blunt. I'm forever a Lagarrett Blunt fan because back when he was at Oregon in college, and he knocked that dude from Boise, State out cold. Um, I've always been a fan of Lagarrett Blunt ever since then. That and because he don't stop smoking the weed. He don't care. He's just going to keep smoking weed and just running dudes over and getting Super Bowl rings. So... Um, Big ups to to Philly, man. It's crazy. Um, I thought it was a great game. I'm not like a Pats fan, um, but, you know, they can't win every year, no matter what New England fans, you know, want it it to be. Um, But, you know, you can't deny that the defense was trash and couldn't get the job done. Um, Malcolm Butler sat on the bench. Everyone wanted to know why. There was a report out today on ESPN that was talking about he may have... Um, missed curfew and got caught with weed. Um, if you're Belichick, bro, you got to eat that. You know what I mean? You got to let that guy play and at least try to help you, especially when you're getting bodied on, on defense. But, you know, we'll see what happens, man. They're talking about Gronk might retire. I think he should go be a WWE superstar, like many other people are saying. Um, some people think Brady's going to retire. Belichick's going to retire. I think in the end, they'll all be back next year and they'll probably be in the playoffs like normal AFC championship, maybe the Super Bowl. And we'll see what happens. But big ups to Philly and big ups to Kevin Hart for trying to get on stage and getting shut down by the powers to be. Um, When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, all the commercials. I want to go through them and check them out here on My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast. So the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but I have to say that Tide, Tide won the night for me. Commercials are always a big deal for the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think it's the same kind of excitement that used to be, you know, I would say in the 90s. And, you know, I feel like back then it was just a different time with like the Internet not really being a big thing. And commercials were just, you know, there was a lot more secrecy around them. And I will say that Tide did a great job of keeping that under wraps because they were blowing my mind with the it's a Tide ad like they had the Clydesdales come out. I was like, oh, here we go. Another dumb Budweiser commercial. And boom, it's a Tide ad. They they did a great job. And I also got to say, like, no one's been talking about it, but Tide just smartly rode the wave of just these idiotic teenagers who've been biting into Tide pods for the last, like, month and a half. They didn't have to talk about that once. But, you know, like, it's been on your mind because these, these dumb kids keep chewing on Tide pods. And then Tide just comes and hits you upside the head they get the guy david Harbor. Um, i don't watch stranger things but i heard he's from stranger things i've seen him in other stuff Um, he was funny man he he did the mr clean remix situation it was i liked that i thought tide was real creative i thought that was a new fun thing for them to do um that was cool uh shout outs to mountain dew and doritos who i did not know had like a partnership slash battle going on but they had um, homeboy from uh, Peter Dinklage uh, from Game of Thrones. He's the the little guy. He's he's funny. I also remember him from Nip Tuck. If you ever watched Nip Tuck, he does a lot of a lot of crazy grimy stuff in that TV show from back in the day. And then they had Mountain Dew had Morgan Freeman, who everyone loves Morgan Freeman, and you know, nothing nothing better than Morgan Freeman just spitting a Missy verse, you know. So that was a real interesting collab. Thought that was kind of funny early on in the Super Bowl. Um, the Alexa loses her voice thing, I thought was was funny enough. I mean, it wasn't like hilarious. I think the Anthony Hopkins stuff probably got lost on people because they done forgot that he was Hannibal Lecter. Um, Rebel Wilson is actually very funny to me, so I found her to be very funny when the dude told her to set the mood, and she just started talking dirty. Um, and then, like, who don't love Cardi B winning? If you don't, if you don't like Cardi B, like, go punch yourself in the face, man. Cardi B has come so far. I, I love Cardi B and everything Cardi B is doing. And I'm glad that she's she's getting money in every which way possible. So, shout outs to Cardi B um, for when Homeboy asked for her to play some other songs. She just started playing her own record. That was dope. So, I thought that one was funny. Um, trash commercials, uh, Ram Trucks. Get the fuck out of here. All right. You can't just go using Martin Luther King in an in a, in a empowering speech to talk about your stupid Ram Trucks. Like, get out of here. We don't care about your ram trucks like get out of here with that trash all right so that was whack straight up and down so if you tell me that the tide commercials was whack and and i'm looking at you and you don't bring up the stupid ram commercials like get out of here we don't care about that truck be using martin luther king in vain that's ridiculous um tiffany haddish and the groupon commercial i thought was hilarious i love tiffany haddish she's one of my favorite actresses comedian she's amazing i think she's hilarious um if you see if you've never seen girls trip she bodies that whole movie um and this is funny because she had she made this happen for herself by putting the groupon thing into the universe like she was on one of the late night shows um i think it might have been colbert and she actually no it wasn't colbert i think it was jimmy kimmel actually and she talked about this story about her buying a groupon and taking will smith and jada pinkett smith on a swamp tour using a groupon that she had bought and like that flourished into this whole commercial for her man and she she made it happen so shout out to tiffany haddish for sure um i think febreze they had a funny one with the the man the only man whose bleep don't stink i thought that was funny like he had no idea what febreze was because his shit don't stink that was funny and then there was other like the ad, the tv show stuff um they had the tom clancy's jack ryan um amazon we don't want to see homeboy from the office in no type of starring roles like get out of here and um i did like the quick ad for cloverfield paradox on netflix i'm gonna check that out i'm a big cloverfield fan i like the the original cloverfield i like the spinoff that they had with john goodman i thought that was fun um i think it was 10 cloverfield lane that was dope so there was a couple of those um uh matt damon get out of here with the stella artois bullshit all right just put some money up we ain't buying your dumb chalice. Alright, just put the money up and get some get some water to Africa. You got money. Make it happen. My wife needs a break. More coming at you right now. Moving on to halftime at the Super Bowl, Justin Timberlake. 14 years after he pulled off the top on Janet Jackson and and you know basically skated on that. Didn't have to deal with nothing shout outs to whoever made yesterday the uh official janet jackson appreciation day um everyone was waiting on surprises you know the inner like boy band fanboy and people were like oh maybe an nsync reunion like that wasn't gonna happen he didn't did that already like that's like a you don't do the nsync reunion at the super bowl you do the nsync reunion at like the mtv music awards like you don't you don't do no in sync reunion. It's the Super Bowl. You can't play around. And a lot of people, you know, they brought up other big performances in the past. Um, you know, I think Bruno Mars did a great job uh, a couple years back at the Super Bowl. Um, Beyonce is Beyonce. She's always going to be great. Um, you know, even Katy Perry when she had the the the, the dumb shark that was dancing all foolish. Um, but yeah, JT man, he's here. He just dropped an album uh called man of the woods which a lot of people been not feeling him for um i'm gonna get into the music in a couple minutes and talk to you about how i feel about man of the woods but before we jump into that let's just go through that performance um he started off the whole gig with you know doing a record off that album which again i'm just gonna say i'm not a big fan of yet i'm not sold um and he had a record off there that he did Um, i wasn't crazy about it i'm glad he only did like a like a quick little snippet and then kept it pushing um, and he did a lot of moving around. They used as much space as they could, like walking all over the field, different setups. Um, you know, and then he got into the records that people want to hear him do, you know, like all his, his hits over the years. You know, he's had a lot of a lot of great hits from his early career with the Justified album, you know, to, to Future Six, to all that. He had. He's had so many records, you know, um, 2020 experience. He's had so many different um different moves and now he's got this man of the woods thing which is supposed to be like a more personal thing but i'm glad he only did one record off of that and stuck to the hits the rest of the time he also um made it a point to have a little prince tribute in there which i feel like he's been getting kind of like a lot of flack for like saying that it wasn't really like you know grand enough and all that stuff i mean i feel like he did it he tried to, to throw a little nod um to prince which was which was cool um end of the day i thought his performance was was cool it was a good performance um i did not have no beef with it i know some people were kind of hating um i thought his outfit when he started was kind of wild crazy like the, the jacket he had on was was very distracting i didn't think it was a good look but you know people got stylists they get paid money and i'm sure someone thought that was a good look so they went with it what do i know you know what i mean i'm just some dude recording a podcast you know because his wife wants him to leave her alone so you know i only know so much um Jump into the music, man. I'm happy he did, like, old records. Because his new stuff, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm not a big fan of this Man of the Woods. I thought the whole promotion leading up to it, man, it was just, like, pandering to, to white folk. And it was, like, it didn't make no sense for Justin. Because Justin's whole career since NSYNC has been built off of him really, like, paying homage. And, like, really having, like, this soul R&B type of mixture pop mixture type thing um you know very much you could tell like you know, he was inspired by michael jackson in a lot of ways um and so for him to kind of make this big turn where he's just rocking flannel and he's doing all this dipping his face in the water and he's like looking like you know what i mean he's outstretching his arms he just looked weird man and 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 then he got all that excitement and then you listen to the album and it's not like that at all you know it's it's kind of some justin type stuff um so I felt like he was just kind of pandering and it was kind of whack. Um, so to name your album Man of the Woods and then really not even have a rustic feel to your album was kind of corny to me. Um, but my wife, she, she does give me a lot of advice. She is my manager. And she told me if you're going to talk about Timberlake, you got to make sure at the end of it, you play a record, play a song off his album. That should go on the playlist. And, you know, I listen to my wife because she's smart and she gives me a lot of good advice. So we're going to play a record off. So I listen to the album front to back my record, the record i like the only one i really really vibe with at all is this one right here called supplies um i believe it was produced by the neptunes um so that's the next record we're going to play justin timberlake supplies it's off the album man of the woods i would say go check it out i definitely wouldn't discourage you for checking it out it's going to take me some more listens to really get on board with this um i think justin has had much better work um even if this is close to his heart or whatever so keep it locked right here my wife needs a break the podcast we're gonna get some justin timberlake then We're going to come back and talk some NBA. Moving on, here on my wife needs a break. We're going to talk about the NBA, so a little more sports. Um, the NBA trade, trade deadline, excuse me, is coming up February 8th, so coming up real fast this week. Um, teams got to make decisions about what they're going to do, how they're going to fill you know perceived holes in, in their team, and all that kind of stuff. And the one team that keeps coming up because we talked about it in my last podcast the cleveland cavaliers everyone's pushing the panic button everyone's freaking out and like i said last time i gotta be honest normally the Cavs do this they have a little like weird little situation the thing that's different this time is that they legit look like they're falling apart um they look like they're a mess uh kevin love just got hurt broke his hand um you know, watching them play, I watched the game recently against the Houston Rockets, and they just didn't have it at all. Um, LeBron didn't have it, so I don't know what's going on with those guys. Um, I don't think they're going to fire Ty Lue. People want them to make a trade. I don't think the Cavs are going to do anything because they don't know what LeBron's going to do. Um, and I think LeBron's out of there anyways. I don't think he wants to uh, deal with Dan Gilbert anymore. I think he wants to move on, do his own thing. He already did what he said he was going to do. He already got a chip for the land. He already did it. Um, you know, he did it in spectacular fashion. But, you know, Kyrie was a big part of that. And Kyrie, I'm going to be real. I hated on Kyrie heavy when Kyrie wanted to leave. I was like, why would you want to leave Braun? You know, you got a maid. You know, just chill there. Eventually, Braun will dip. You'll have the team. But he wasn't really, to wait, really willing to wait through all this drama right now. And he got a lot of guys on that team in Cleveland that weren't there through the tough times, weren't there through... You know all the difficult stuff. And I think um, for as much as people get on because LeBron wants all this help and LeBron wants all these other players, I think ultimately, if you really look at LeBron, like the most successful LeBron has been, like, yeah, Miami, he had, you know, he D-Wade, he had Bosh, he had a bunch of other role players that were solid. He does best when it's like some no-name guys in there. Like, if you remember, he gave Golden State a real, real push when Kyrie was hurt, when Kev Love was hurt in that first finals that they played against each other. He did it with Delhi and a bunch of other, like, no-name dudes. Like, Tristan Thompson was was essentially like a draft bust before Bron got there, and he all of a sudden became this double-double machine. So Bron, you know, really was playing better when Jose Calderon was in the starting lineup, and, and he just knew what he was doing, you know. Now they keep trying to, like, fiddle with these lineups, and they got Isaiah in there, and he ain't right yet. He's not ready, you know. He's even saying he's 75%. So... They're not going to do nothing. I think Cleveland's, you know, they're going down a weird, a weird path. Um, I still think for me, somehow LeBron figures it out in the playoffs and it's going to be tough for somebody to beat them four out of seven, but it's not looking good right now as they're currently constructed. That's obvious, right? So if you're Dan Gilbert in the Cavs, man, you got to go to LeBron and be like, Hey man, you willing to waive that no trade clause and see if you could move Brown before the end of the season. But you know, Brown's going to stick tight. You know, he's, you know, he's going to do, what he's going to do guy is, you know, a legend. He ain't about to just walk away. So that's how it's going to go. Right now, Cleveland is, let's see what they are in standings. Cleveland is third in the East right now. Third in the East. There's seven and a half games back from the Celtics, who are in first in the East. uh The Raptors are in second and looking good, man, to be honest. I mean, you could joke about them all you want with, with, you know, Drake being at all the games and all that. But, you know, Toronto looks good. We'll see if in the playoffs they do what they normally do, which is fizzle out. But,. You know time will tell the sixers are a 500 basketball team and are currently you know in the playoff hunt in the 8th seed currently the pistons just got Blake Griffin you know so they're willing to like you know it seems they're willing to make a little bit of a move here um but you know really it's going to be interesting to see what cleveland does where do they end up in that pecking order right like if do they fall off completely cuz if they fall off completely and they end up a you know a 7th seed or something and they got to play against you know toronto and toronto i don't know if they got the 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 wherewithal to get that done but you know it's it's interesting to me man um one thing i will say about lebron though everyone who's saying like how much help does bron need all this stuff like just remember that most of you dudes on twitter that are like coming for bron are the same people that pay money on nba 2k to get virtual currency to make your my player a 99 because you don't want to sit through the tough times so don't sit here and tell me like lebron can't try to get more help the guy can do whatever he wants And as proof by how Blake Griffin got traded, you shouldn't be loyal to nobody but your damn self. So, you know, if I'm Bron, I'm doing whatever I want to do, and I'm going to keep on trekking away and seeing what happens. But, you know, don't throw stones if you're the guy on 2K who's who's buying his my player to be better. All right. Those are the reasons why my wife needs a break. NBA 2K. So now that the NFL is done here on My Wife Needs a Break, we are going to definitely get more into some NBA talk. Um, those are the sports I'm really into, man. I'm really into, you know, football, whether it's college football, pro football, uh, the NBA, college hoops. Eventually we're going to get into college hoops. I'm not there yet. Um, I am going to definitely at some point get get a segment in about the University of Rhode Island Rams, the Rhodey Rams, um, a real competitive program this year. And I'm proud of my alma mater for, for really showing out this year. But so that's a lot of the sports we're going to talk about. The one thing I say about the NBA right now is it's all drama. It's full of drama. Um, Like we talked about Cleveland, um, you know, in future podcasts, we'll definitely talk more about other, you know, teams and stuff. But right now, like with the NBA, the Cavs have been the thing, but I'm sure everybody associated with the Cavaliers would like for it to be no drama. And talking about no drama, that's the next song that's going to be added to the playlist here for my wife needs a break. Uh, It's by Tinashe featuring Offset. It's called No Drama. My wife is not a big Tanache fan. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've never been one to just sit around listening to Tinashe. Um, I remember she had the joint, was it two on? That was like her little radio hit. Um, I ain't really heard of her since. Um, my buddy who works in my office, uh, Evan, he loves Tanache. I don't know why he loves me, but guys, he's, he's a big Tinashe fan. I've never really been a big Tinashe fan, but this record I do like. Um, I think really, ultimately, it's just the vibe that Offset brings to the record. Um, a lot of people like to hate on Migos, they like to hate on um, a lot of these, you know, these artists from Atlanta that they, you know, people just kind of hating on. You know, I feel like Future used to get a lot of that. You know, the Migos are hot, man, if you, whether it's Quavo, whether it's Offset. You know what I mean, take off not want to hear about how he's left off bad and bougie. I mean, how was he left off bad and bougie? he he don't want he wants to know um so i'm a big migos fan i think those guys are amazing everyone thought those dudes were going to be one hit wonders we seem to forget how long ago versace 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 was they even had drake jump on that and hijack it and even still they still managed to not get ruined um so i really like this record um and then came out recently um it's called no drama it's tinashe featuring offset It's another one we're going to add to the playlist. So, again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you won't hear the record, but you can check it out on on the playlist. Um, And if you're listening on Anchor, then you can definitely hear at least a snippet of this song. I think it's a hot record. I don't know if it's going to blow up and be massive, but definitely one that I'm playing right now, heavy in rotation. Tinashe featuring Offset, No Drama, right here on My Wife Needs a Break. We're back here on My Wife Needs a Break Episode 2 And it's time to talk about life, people Um, I've been weight watching Me and my wife We've been weight watching We are on Weight Watchers We started um, almost a month ago We started about I think it was like January 7th Um, We started this Weight Watchers thing Um, This is how I know that I Am um, I'm a sucker And I'm I'm also tied too much in to like social media and I let it affect me too much is the way my wife convinced me was basically like pointing out that DJ Khaled was doing it which is embarrassing, you know? Like she just she's like, "I want to try weight watchers." And I should just be like, "You're my wife, I got your back. You want to do weight watchers? I'm down. I'll do weight watchers with you. We'll do it together. We're a team." No, she literally had to be like Instead of just saying, hey, I want to do Weight Watchers. Like, hey, do you know DJ Khaled is doing Weight Watchers? And, of course, I'm like, obviously, I know DJ Khaled is doing Weight Watchers. I follow him on Snapchat. And I'm watching him, you know, yell at his chef. Chef, how many points? Chef, how many points? So, um, you know, I've heard Weight Watchers is a good way to lose weight. Um, it's a good way to, like, it's not too fad diet-ish. You don't, like, you know, you don't lose a whole bunch of weight and then kind of fall off. It's like, to me, when I looked at it, it was a way of keeping yourself accountable. Um... You know, I'm a type of person, you know, whether it's over the years playing video games, playing sports, whatever, you know, there's points associated with with all these different foods you eat according to what they do, you know, and they're trying to keep you away from fatty foods, keeping you away from, you know, bad choices. And basically you get an allotment of points every day based on your weight and what you want to lose. And you, you kind of work with those points you have every day to kind of like, you know, to lose weight over time. Basically, they tell you you can lose about a, a pound, you know, a pound a week. You know 52 weeks That's like 52 pounds so you know as one of you know one of my my wife's friends had pointed out like that's a good way to go about trying to lose weight because you do it slow and steady you know you don't you're not like losing 20 pounds like this happened to me like i'll give you an example uh last year around this time we did whole 30. now whole 30 i highly recommend is a diet um the problem i have a whole 30 was there was a lot of buildup towards the end of it you know what i mean like you have all these foods you can't have and all these foods you can have on Whole30, and I'm not going to get into the whole what you can have, what you can have, but basically I thought it was like at the end of 30 days you get to eat whatever you want, so I had it in my mind that at the end of 30 days I was going to take a pizza to the face, like I was going to walk into a Domino's, I was going to walk in with not Papa John's, we don't rock with Papa John, but like I was going to walk into a pizza place, mom and pop preferably if we're keeping it a buck, I like mom and pop pizza places better than chain restaurants, but i was gonna take a pizza to the face and then i found out from my wife no basically every subsequent like few days you reincorporate like dairy back into your diet soy to see how it affects your body so i learned a lot man i learned that gluten um especially bread really messes me up man i get headaches all kinds of stuff um and it was a great way but my problem was right at the end of it i was already ready to just like binge eat all kinds of stupid um and so i do feel like though like whole 30 was. Built by like a woman because i did feel kind of like like imagine like a female put you on like a like a date restriction like i'm not doing nothing until we get to 30 dates or whatever it is right 30 days together or whatever 90 days whatever they want to say it is and then like you get to like day 90 or whatever and she just lets you touch like her fucking elbow like that's not a that's not what i thought was gonna happen right like again you thought you're gonna put your whole face in it so um needless to say we've been doing the diet thing this year weight watchers has been the move and straight up i really like weight watchers it's been good because even when i do bad or i have a cheat meal or whatever like like super bowl sunday i just track all these points and i you know i eat into my extra points and it's i'm being honest with myself i'm not lying i'm not cheating i'm just you know i can eat whatever i want it does matter if you got to see those points you got to you got to put that in and be consistent but so far it's been great man my wife has lost like about um i think like seven eight pounds already which has been great over the last couple weeks i lost like 13 pounds you know i'm a dude so dudes lose weight a little early a little faster but um i'm happy you know i got my target weight goal set um and i'm gonna keep keep with it we we lock we're locked in for um for three months so me and my wife are gonna do three months of weight watchers and i'll do random updates and stuff The reason I'm thinking about this is because I recently posted a a bit on my Facebook and on my Instagram and on my Twitter. If you checked out the bit, it's about um, losing weight and New Year's resolutions. And I think it's a funny bit. I put it out there for people to check out. So, you know, check out the bit. And that's kind of the reason why I'm talking about it on the podcast, is because weight loss is tough. But, you know, I got a partner with my wife and we do it together. So, highly recommend Weight Watchers. Also, highly recommend Whole 30. So, that's some stuff that's going on in life. We're trying to lose weight. But at the end of the day, my wife still needs a break. Continuing on here on My Wife Needs a Break. Um, like I mentioned, this diet thing, I'm feeling like we're going to stick to it. But uh, ultimately, I do need people to pray for me. Think about it. You know what I mean? Hope that I, I, I get through this thing and lose some weight. reason I say pray for me is because that's a, the title of the next song we're going to play here on the podcast. Um, it's our fourth, fourth song um, of the podcast, uh, episode two. Uh, we're going to play. It's The weekend. Kendrick Lamar. It's called Pray For Me it's off the um it's not even like a soundtrack it's literally called the black panther like album like it's an album it's not like a i feel like they really did this like the right way um so they're getting ready to release that coming up soon the movie is going to be out in theaters um i believe on the 16th of february um and it's looking looking like it's going to be pretty dope i'm excited about it um i feel like they got you know a lot of good characters in there you know, it's great to see, you know, so many brown folk in just like a superhero movie. I think it's going to be like a, a big moment. And no matter what, you know, I think people are going to be there to check it out. So I want to keep supporting in my own little way by playing music that's, that's hot and it's off the album and um, it's something that's, that's pretty tight. So um, I like this record right here. Again, The Weeknd, Kendrick Lamar. It's called Pray For Me, um, off the album for Black Panther. So check it out. Some new music. When we come back, we're going to talk about Uh, my week in comedy recently like my recent times Um, and yeah again another reason to pray for me comedy so um, check this out song right here again if you're listening on Apple Podcast I'm sorry you don't get the music tied right in but if you're listening on Anchor you can hear the whole thing straight through if not um, check out our playlist I'm going to keep the playlist updated so this song will be right on the playlist Um, so we'll be right back with some more my wife needs a break but for now Check out these tunes again. The weekend, Kendrick Lamar. It's called Pray For Me. My Wife Needs a Break, episode two. I'm gonna talk about stand up comedy, how things are going, where we're at. Um, last episode, we talked about um, I'm in a contest at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego. Uh, it's called San Diego's Funniest Person, uh, it's the seventh annual contest. And I had advanced uh, to the semifinals. So there were 16 comedians left. I was waiting on my date for the show. So I officially got my date. Uh, The semifinal round that I'll be participating in is going to be on February the 12th. That's a Monday. Um, Doors open at 730. Show's at 8. If you're coming into the audience, you got to be there by 8 o'clock to vote. You got to be there before anyone starts telling jokes. Otherwise, you don't get a ballot. You don't get to vote. So, um, from that show we'll be taking four people and that'll, that'll compromise. Uh, you get the four people from my show, four people from the show the week before, and that'll be the eight finalists, um, in that contest. So things have been going good. Um, I recently got all my uh, footage from all of my sets that I've done from round one through the quarterfinals. And, um, yeah, it was, it's, there's nothing, the tape don't lie. Uh, I got my footage from rooftop comedy um cool people over there they made sure i got all my footage um from those shows and um it was tough to watch the first round because i was rusty i don't think i had done a a real show that was back in october i don't think i had done a real show since like july like when i was home for like the fourth um back in rhode island this is at the comedy connection so i had a few months where i was just doing mics and it ain't the same as when there's just like a, a bunch of people in front of you so i was definitely rusty i got lucky that i had a good amount of people there advanced Um, uh, When I got to the second round, I was a little bit more comfortable, but still was a little bit bit rusty, but had a couple of good jokes. The crowd wasn't like a big crowd. So ultimately, you know, it worked out um, and I still got through Uh, quarterfinals. I definitely had a good set and I had some had some messing around that my wife, who's my manager, was like literally in the audience. She's like in a corner by herself. And as I'm starting to riff a little bit and I'm going into like material, it's just me kind of like playing around she's in the back just literally like no don't do this like because she's always looking at me like stick to your stuff like work your stuff that you're supposed to be working don't try to get cute on stage so you know i'm learning but luckily i got a good wife who's also my manager to look out for me but the footage from that show went really well and i mentioned it earlier on the podcast here that you know we um we put out a video just to show a little bit about you know that i'm on stage actually doing it so people can see it so uh, it's pretty tight so Needless to say, feeling good that I'm in the semifinals, but doesn't mean you're immune from bombing. And I bombed hard last week. I was at the comedy store in La Jolla um on we- on a Wednesday. You gotta call in at like noon and then you call back at like 4 30 and you see if you made the list. It's a lottery. And I made the list. And when I tell you I went up there and I bombed, boy, I bombed hard. Um Was missing right, and like it was like jokes that were hitting at the at the at the quarterfinals of that contest, and I was like, like added a couple of tags, a couple of new things, but like really was up there just like struggling. Like I got laughs, but it was all off of like just because a joke didn't land, and I would just I said something, like it was like funny because it was going so bad. Um, so that was tough to be there and uh and bomb because I like the comedy store; it's a fun venue in La Jolla. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's a learning experience. I'm glad I learned from that and I'll get better from it. Um, the thing that came from that, though, is that at the end of the open mic, they go into the best of San Diego um, and they usually have some Hollywood pop-ins. And Taylor Tomlinson, she popped in from L.A. She was in town and she is a beast. She's been on Last Comic Standing. Uh, she's also been on uh, Laughs on Fox. Um, she's hilarious. So. Shout out to Taylor Tomlinson um, Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, all that She's super, super funny She's been on Conan She just has a real fresh take And she's just a, a beast on stage um, And i am also shouting her out Because she just tweeted yesterday uh, A tweet that is very funny to me Because I just started this podcast And I'm on episode 2 She tweeted I think everyone should start a podcast Just to find out who their real friends are And um, that's very, very funny and also very very true. Um it's uh it's funny man like that that's why we started this podcast we'll find out who's really listening but um like I said I bombed at the comedy store but Taylor Thompson came up that night and bodied it. She was great. So um check her out man. My wife needs a break, we'll be continuing on a little more comedy talk. Continuing on with some more comedy talk here on my wife needs a break. Um so aside from going to open mics, bombing, watching, you know, comedians from LA who are who are complete animals just crush on stage, and you know, being happy about getting to the semifinals of this contest, um, I've also been watching some stuff um, on Hulu. I've been watching um, CNN had that thing a couple of years ago. It was like the history of comedy, and I started watching that documentary because I feel like there are points where I'm just I'm not enough of a student of the game and just like really learning about. Um, Learning more about just comedy in general Um, You know I have the people that I looked up to And I idolized and watched But it's important to like get a more historical context So I've been watching that Um, And I'll probably do a podcast where I focus more on You know my influences in comedy And you know stuff I've been learning From watching that and reading more about comedy But um, I've been watching that um, That little docu-series It's been pretty dope So far I'm like four or five episodes in I really enjoy it Um, And the other thing that I started watching was um, a TV show um, on Amazon Prime called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I know it won um, awards at the Golden Globes um, and all that. Um, It's a great show. But I've been having people for like a while now, like trying to put me onto that show. Like, have you watched it? Every time I watch it, I just think about because you do comedy. I'm just thinking about it. And so I've been like wanting to watch it. Um, And so I eventually convinced my wife that, you know when she doesn't need a break from me we should watch that together and so we did we watched um, all eight episodes like in the last like like week and change um um and it was a real easy watch um and it was it was dope um to give you like a quick breakdown of the show if you've never heard about it um it's essentially set like in like 1950s in new york um there's a husband and a wife and the husband is trying to do stand-up comedy and the wife is just like a you know a good wife and she's just supporting him and all that um no spoilers here we'll, we'll just like you know nothing specific but eventually their their marriage kind of doesn't work out or whatever and they go their separate ways and she kind of stumbles on to comedy um the wife does um mrs mazel and she kind of stumbles on and she's like a natural um and i guess the character a lot of the elements of the character itself just the whole tone and the style of the character um i guess from what i've read has been really based on joan rivers and a few other female comics and, um, it's amazing. The actress on the show, I think she won best actress, um, at the golden globes for a comedy or, or a musical. Um, and she deserved that. She's amazing. Um, and super funny. Whoever's doing the writing on the show, amazing writing, but it just shows you a lot about just like the comedy game. And just like, even when it's back in the fifties or whatever, and it's like so long ago, it, it's painful. Like I talked about me bombing at an open mic, you know, in La Jolla, but like me and my wife watch the show and it's like there's points in the show where you see people bomb on stage and stuff and it, it hurts the same to watch like it's like my wife's looking at me like oh man like you just get that like your skin crawls type of feeling and it was it was crazy the other thing that was kind of crazy to watch was like watching like uh like the different struggles that the comedians have and just like how they feel after a set whether it's a good set or a bad set um the highs and the lows and and just having my wife look over at me and just like you can see it in her eyes that like um like basically like this is what i deal with with you like when you're like when you have a good set you're like in the best mood and you're on a high and you're just in this crazy good place and if you have a bad set you're just like the world is over um and it's really accurate so if you ever got time amazon prime marvelous mrs maisel great show highly recommended especially if you're into things that are funny um and real too it's a real show It's, it's dope I really like it but it was crazy to sit there with my wife and have her look at me basically like this is how you behave and to be like almost embarrassed that's how you behave because you know it's true um and I remember when I was back in Rhode Island um back in December I hosted at the Comedy Connection which is my home club and I bombed so hard hosting one of the shows And, like, I remember I didn't even want to do the rest of the shows I had the next day. I had three shows on the next day. And I called my wife. I was like, I don't even want to go to any of these. And she's like, what are you talking about? Because those are the lows you experience when it goes bad. But, you know, I got my ass up. I went to those shows. And all the shows went good. And I loved comedy again. So, um, if you ever wanted to take, like, a quick glimpse into, like, how some comedians feel. Obviously, it's no one size fits all. But Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, definitely check that out. So, Uh, Coming up next, we're just going to wrap things up here on My Wife Needs a Break. And that'll be it for episode two. So we're almost out of here. All right. We have reached the end of episode two. My Wife Needs a Break. If you stuck it out with us till the end of the podcast, I just want to say thank you for checking out our second second episode. Um, Trying to stay consistent with this and trying to do at least... You know, if I can once a week get a podcast out, um, try to keep the content kind of fresh, kind of kind of new so that, you know, it makes sense when you're listening to it. Um, But really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to me talk about the Super Bowl, to talk about um, the NBA a little bit, talking about my weight loss and, you know, doing Weight Watchers with my wife, talking about comedy, both on stage, off stage, and then checking out all the music that um, we played um, throughout the show or at least told you about and through on the on the playlist for you to check out um, we have one more song we'll get out of here on in a second but like I mentioned before if you're listening on Apple podcasts you're only getting um, all the talking and, and all of that um, if you want to get the playlist that's also that's on Apple music so check it out it's a playlist my wife needs a break um, that's all it is my wife needs a break and you'll find a, the playlist on there um, it's pretty easy to get to. As far as if you listen on Anchor. Uh, TV or the anchor app, then you should be able to catch like a snippet or if not, the whole song um, on there as well. But we appreciate you really appreciate you listening. And like, you know, when I say we, I mean like me as like Rui really who's sitting here, like trying to you know tell you stuff. But also my wife, she appreciates it because without anybody paying me any attention or me continue to do the podcast, she wouldn't get any free time and she'd be annoyed. So we appreciate it. Um to recap, uh we played a few songs that are all go on the podcast. Um we played a record by Bad Bunny, uh we played some Justin Timberlake off his new album. We played Tanache featuring offset. Um we played some Weekend and Kendrick Lamar. Um and the last song we're gonna play that we're gonna get out of here today, um the artist that I'm a big fan of, um, named uh Brent Fayaz. Um the song's called Gang Over Love. Um Just a hot record. Um, I'm excited to to play it because I really like his album. I think it's pretty cool, something different. Um, It's called Saunderson. Um, And yeah, I hope y'all like it. It's starting to get a little bit of buzz. It's starting to play on the radio a little bit. If you like the the Gold Link song um, called Crew, he's on that, singing on that record. So um, make sure, you know, check him out. Give him a listen, something different maybe for you. Maybe you've already heard it before. Either way, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. Um, so, My Wife Needs a Break podcast, episode two. This is Rui. We're going to be signing off. Um, make sure to keep up with me on all social media. At um, Rui Montia on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Rui Comedy. If you want to have easy access to everything, you just go to ruicomedy.com. There's links to the podcast, to the playlist, to my shows. Links to everything social media related facebook instagram twitter snapchat everything um hopefully y'all enjoyed it um and if not let me know what i can do to get better and i'll work on it so appreciate y'all taking the time hope you have a great day great night whatever time of day it is wherever you are listening i appreciate you and my wife appreciates you because at the end of the day my wife needs a break episode two i'm out